host, Vada Callisto. I'm here discussing Shakespeare's Shitstorm, Troma Entertainment's next film, and you're listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, she's actor phenomenon Vada Castillo. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Um, Callisto, Callisto. Oh, Callisto, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm thinking of Castillo, and it's Callisto. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you? Okay. How are you? I'm very good. Greetings. It's, it's a good day to be alive. Uh, yes. Do you prefer Vada or Veda or what? How do you pronounce it? I kind of like the way you say it. That's okay. Vada. Okay. Depends who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's Veda. I usually say Veda Callisto. Veda Callisto. You know. Okay, okay. I put the Spanish hyphen on it. Vada. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> so what's going on with you? How's everything in? Uh, I should say we just talked a little bit on Rochester, New York. How's everything out there? It's chilly. It's chilly. It's a frozen tundra out there, but. Uh doing my best to stay warm i woke up this morning it was broken thermostat so oh shit trying to uh get that figured out and get warm before we had our conversation yeah and you have your cup of uh coffee um liquid courage and you're getting ready to go i do i got my my coffee talk (laughs) there you go coffee oh forget about it new york see i miss all i miss all that accent man (laughs) i so miss that man so badly you know like new york is such you know, I, I was living in New York for whew, all my life, pretty much, and I just miss the little things. I just miss culture, and I miss, like, different ethnicity foods and, and um, yeah. easy access to the train, not having to own a car. It's just so different out there, man. Um, what's the, well, I, I haven't been to Rochester, but is there anything Rochester is kind of famous for or anything that they have out there? Uh, well, we are known for Kodak, uh, if you're familiar with Kodak's film. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yes. That um, George Eastman got started up here, and you know everyone's grandparents or parents uh, worked for Kodak. Um, we're very, very tied in with the film making and developing around here. Oh, okay. I had no idea Kodak was from Rochester. That's very fascinating. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, so um, let me ask you um, what. What what inspired you to go into the entertainment field? You had any inspirations of getting involved in that? Oh my, there's so many. Uh, growing up, when I was probably around four years old, mm-hmm. I landed a Pizza Hut commercial. Oh shit! I really... uh, was at an amusement park. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I remember like eating the bread and them telling me to do it over again and <laughs> smile and pretend like it's pizza. And I think that's where I got my little, you know, the little the bug, the little bite. But my dad had um, put the kibosh on that. He he was like, I don't want one of those weird actor people as my daughter. There's no way we're doing it. And remember him and my, my mom got into a big fight about it. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, as I got older, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time um, in my room alone and became in, in, entranced with, with movies and, and, and television shows. I a big fan of the Mary Tyler Moore show and Rhoda. Wow. Growing up. Okay. Um, yeah, and then in, in the movies, I uh, started following Gina Gershon. 
Yeah. And, you know, watching everything. I remember going to Blockbuster and having my grandmother get, you know, everything on Gina Gershon's list and, and watching it. Um, it, it kind of grew from there. Oh, I know. There, was, there was always something about Gina Gershon, even from Showgirls and that movie she did with um, Jennifer Tilly, I believe. I forgot what the name of that movie was. Bound. That's my favorite. Yeah, Bound. Yes. Yes, time. Bound. It's a great film. Yes. Like, this the Wachowskis. Is, yes, yes. There was, there's something about her. I don't know what it is. Like, she oozes, like, sexuality. She oozes toughness. There's something, like, she has that aura about her, you know what I'm saying? I haven't really seen her done, done any... Yeah. Is she still around? Like, I haven't even seen any of her work around, though. Oh, yes, yes. She, she's she been doing um, a Melania, actually. Oh. Mel uh, the Melania Trump, she does a great Melania um, impression. And there was a stage show that she was doing. And, and she's still doing, you know, movies here, um, here and there. She's pretty active. Oh, okay. All right. So then, you you know, you liked her as an inspiration. Um, the, are, are your friends... Are, were, were they the same way as you? Were they into entertainment as well? Or you was like the odd duck who was just fascinated with like film and whatnot? Definitely the odd duck. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, the way my mom would introduce me to people was like, this is my daughter. She likes weird movies. Yeah. So, oh. you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. I always try and get people to you know, hang out and spend time. And I'm like, you got to check out this movie. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know? And I kind of liked it. The more I heard it, the more I, I let it kind of be a part of who I was and, and owned it. Mm -hmm. you know, this, is, this is me. I like weird movies. I like off, off the beaten path type of, of entertainment. And, uh, you know, if you don't, too bad. <laughs> so when did you did, so that that was pretty much the start of your entertainment itch right there getting involved with the Pizza Hut commercial um and then going on to school was you like in like special like when I was in high school in the city they had like classes like Talented Unlimited where you can try to act or whatnot or do little school plays was you involved in anything like that uh, we had, I, I tried to get on, I moved every year. Right? Oh, so okay. Up, I went to 11 different schools. Jeez. So it was hard to get into a, a community. Yeah, really, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, when I, I did, I did things in, in, uh, like, little school plays. I was young, and I was always a new kid. So, you know, they had me, uh, doing little tasks and nothing, you know, chorus kind of lines. Mm -hmm. um, when I got into high school, I did, they had a thing called Winter Guard, which was more dance oriented. It's kind of like a color guard, but they had uh, sabers and rifles and flags. And, and, and we did perform like a little dance routine. Um, yeah. I assume that year was Animal Farm. So it was like there was politics tied in and dancing. And um, yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty cool they were national champions for like eight years in a row so when i when i jumped on um i was with some super talented people um so that that was you know kind of how i spent my time um i, I did a lot of chorus even in like lunchtime uh -huh. i would go and because i was i was getting pick, picked on a lot i would go into the choir room yeah. and eat my lunch in there Oh. How come you was getting picked you know, just on? Kind of surround myself. I was very, um, I was very tall. I had yeah. uh, acne. 
um, poor, I moved around a lot, I was kind of a know-it-all, a bossy, weird kid, you know, called a freak, and then later, um, I was outed in school as um, a lesbian, oh. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I identify bisexual now, but at the time, so um, there was quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of abuse of, uh, surrounding that period of my life, so I, I tried to find some peace and quiet where I could, and the choir room was uh, my hideout. Wow. Well, like, um, I'm saying going through 11 schools and, you know, de dealing with bullying is like you never, that you never felt like you belonged because you was always moving around? Or the choir yep. room? Yeah. I was always the oddball, always the oddball out. Wow. So that's, you know, coming and finding Tromaville, that seemed like the, uh, the perfect community for me. You know, they're, they're outsiders, they're on the fringe, they're, um, you know, if you look at, like, the Toxic Avenger, you've got little Melvin, and he's getting picked on, and he's, you know, a little squeezy, nerdy guy, and a lot of people in, in, in Tromaville, and the, and the fans, they, they identify with that, and I, I found a home yeah. uh, within that community. It was great fitting. Yeah, so tell me how that, um, how did you get involved in Tromaville, and how did it change your life, pretty much? Oh, right. So, I have <laughs> friends, kind of crazy, Okay. naturally. I have fr friends in the uh, entertainment industry, uh -huh. or people that I've known, who have worked with trauma. Okay. So, I knew uh, Ron Jeremy, he's a friend of mine. Oh, sweet. He had been in several trauma films. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's played... God, he's played a, a preacher, he's a great actor, great guy, and he had, he had discussed trauma, and mm -hmm. then I knew, I had met Lemmy on a couple occasions, he worked with trauma, Lemmy Kilmeister of Motorhead, mm -hmm. um, I got, they've, they've done that, and I figured, you know, if they're into trauma, um, it's got to be, and I had never heard of it. I figured they had to be good people. Yeah. Um, and if you go back about five years ago, um, I was going to get sober. I'm, I'm in recovery. I'm I'm an alcoholic. Oh, and wow. the guy who helped me um, took me to my first meeting and stuff. He he had worked on um, the soundtrack for Toxie Two. Play, he's a guitar player, and his um, girlfriend, who I ended up finding out later, was um, Phoebe, and she had, she's played in um, Toxie 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. Beautiful blonde girl, very, very cute. Yeah. So, you know, seeing all these people in this community, and I was like, wow, you know, they, trauma's got to be all right. And I went to... Um, I was visiting this fella in Toronto, and I was trying to leave, mm -hmm. and I was stopping for a cup of coffee. Actually, I'm a coffee drinker, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta have that caffeine. Yes. And I walk in, and there's this horror convention going on, and it was horror-rama. Mm -hmm. And I had never been to such a thing. I'd never seen anything. And when I walk in, um, everybody just kind of pulled me in. Oh, come here. You're in the right place. <laughs> I was like, I think I am. Debbie Rashawn was uh, was a guest there. Oh wow! And there was women's there was there was a, I was going to all the panels and um, 
Luke with Linnea Quigley and Tristan Risk. Um, they were all speaking, and and Debbie was start, was talking about trauma, and they were discussing women in film and and opportunities that are available, and it, it pulled me in. I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? Um, so then I had to learn. You know, I I'd made friends there. What is this trauma? What are they talking about? And I started following. Um, more closely mm-hmm. with like Lloyd Kaufman and on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he he said, "Come on out. We've got another. We've got another convention. I think it was in London, yeah. Ontario." And I showed up. I was like, "I'm here. What do we do now?" And <laughs> then, you know, that's when I got to meet Toxie, and I had actually made a little uh, a little film. It was called uh, Veda Gets Toxic, and it was my adventure going to London, Ontario. Uh, on the search for this toxic, um, this person, um, this mysterious creature monster. <laughs> and uh, I you know, interviewed some people there at the, the shock stock. And it, it turned out pretty cute and, you know, wasn't too bad. It's, they were very welcoming. And I never left. They, oh. I, I went and it, it turned into my family. Wow. So um, 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 let me just take it back a little bit. So you was in recovery for being an alcoholic. You was in AA, right? That's what you were saying? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm a, yes, yes. Yes. So then, and then, so you met that person there that led you to trauma, basically, right? From going there? Yep. yep. Wow. It's, it's funny how things happen like that, right? Yeah, there was definitely, you know, if I look at it that way, you know, that's my, my higher power doing for me what I could not do is kind of what we say, those types of things. Yeah. I, I was ill. I was down, um, very, you know, feeling very low, and, and this path was cleared. Wow. And, and I, I, I ran with it. Yeah. I said, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. These people are, are, are kind and, and welcoming, and, and I, could ha- I had a clear head to yeah. see what I needed to do. Wow, that's a, that's amazing. That's amazing. And um, how long you been sober now? Uh, my five year anniversary will be November twenty nine. Oh wow, that's right around the corner. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, it definitely is. Thank you. No, oh, not a problem. Not a problem. And you know, it's you know, it's it's you know, I always tell people that you know, it's never too late because you know my. My 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 father passed away from um from alcoholism and it's a it's a it's crazy because I'm like seeing him go through what he went through and just the struggles that he, you know he had is just it, it's crazy and like I'm like oh my god man nobody can really overcome that because it gets a hold of you but you know you know every day every day is a victory man so more power to you. Thank you. I'm I'm sorry to hear about your father. Um, how long ago was this? Whew, it was when I was a uh, when I was a teenager, uh, like six. When I was 16 years old, he died in his um, early 50s. But like you know, okay. it was it was every every day. It was like morning, like a a Bacardi in his back pocket for like breakfast and stuff, and you know, just having like vodka oh, yeah. vodka yep. straight up. You know, he used to hide it in, like, the paper bag when he used to see me when I used to go visit him and stuff. Like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then, you know, I could smell it from his breath and his body, his pores. I could just smell it. And it was just like, you know, like, yeah. come on now. All-consuming. Yeah, it's, you know, and, you know, it's like, 
you know, I hated him in a way for it. And then it's like, you know, being older, I, I understand. Like, it's, you know, it's a disease just like any other disease. You can't control it unless you get help, you know. And, you know, and then, you know, as, as living in the inner city, you know, like, you know, his friend had a, had a, whatchamacallit, one of those, um, uh, those wine places, you know, where they sell liquor and stuff, and he was always in there. And then, you yeah. know, you have enablers like, oh, come on, take a take a shot, or here, take a drink, you know. And you know, you know, like th- there wasn't really friends because you know they just seen him all messed up, and he was always just like out of it. So it's just crazy, man. It's it's crazy, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough life. Uh, it- you know, I'm glad, I'm grateful that I was able to uh, to reach that bottom and feel, like, desperate yeah. to seek the, the help that I needed to get out of it. Because, man, it was that, you know, and you'll hear people's, people um, in recovery say this all the time. It was either it was death or jail or, you know, just losing everything and, yeah. and I, I wasn't ready for that I, I had things to do you know I, I wanted to live wow um like let me ask you a question about this like how do you how do you deal like let's say if you're at a party or you're at somebody's house and they got like alcohol there like are they mindful about you or they just know you're not gonna touch it like how do how do like they act with you you know like does there certain people act the funny well, with it, you? It, yeah I try to explain it's my own it's my my own responsibility i'm responsible for my own actions yeah so I, i'm careful to not put myself in those situations where it's going to be you know too crazy or if if it's um if, if i know you know and people are welcome to do whatever they want and 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 i get it i get the appeal of of wanting to to cut loose mm-hmm. in that way um sometimes it can be a little too much for me so you know i'll go and enjoy a little bit of, of their company and the time um, but when, when, when I've reached my, my limit, I, I excuse myself and, you know, maybe, maybe I'll leave that party before midnight. You know, mm-hmm. nothing, they always say nothing good happens after midnight. But, <laughs> ain't, uh, that, ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. It is. Yep. And I, I, I try to, you know, if, if I don't, if I'm not around anybody that drinks, I mean, I would, I'd be missing out on a lot. You know, there's, there's people that do partake and. Some sometimes they, you know, when they first get to know me, they 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 try to be respectful, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have this, you know, around you. I go, look, I'm a I'm a I'm a big girl. I I, I take care of of myself, and, and if it's it's becoming a problem and your behaviors affect me, then I will excuse myself and do what I need to do. Yeah. Do you so, substitute anything you know, else? Like, do you smoke cigarettes or eat gum a lot or something like that, or not really, or? <laughs> Uh, funny, funny story. I was I was a smoker for over twenty years. Wow! I started very young, eleven. So wow! Yeah. So I. <laughs> oh my god! I had quit um, for about twenty months recently. Wow! And then when I went to go film um, Shakespeare's Shitstorm with Troma down in New York, we were getting you know long days, twenty twenty hour days. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially the special effects days, you know, everything gets a little crazier. Yeah. Uh, heavy special effects and everyone's moods are, you know, very different and we're short and everyone's tired. So it would, to me, it got to that point, like the last three days of filming where I was like, because this is my you know, first big experience on a movie set. Oh. I was like, wow. All right. I'm either I'm either going to drink or 
I'm I'm going to need to have a cigarette, and, and I chose <laughs> I chose the latter. Wow. I went uh, I went for cigarettes. I went back smoking for about uh, I want to say like three weeks yeah. before I was like, you don't feel well, you don't look well. Like it, I really didn't enjoy it too much. It was it was all right to have it again. It, it served its purpose, but uh, now I'm back vaping. I was doing nothing for twenty months, but you know. Wow. I, well, what yeah. was your what was your thing? Was it Newport? I have an addictive personality. Yeah, same here. No, well, when I was young, it, in high school, I did the Newports, you know, here and there, and, and you know, got what I could. But uh, I, I was mostly like a Marlboro Light, Camel Light. Type <laughs> oh, of oh, well, the menthol, right? <laughs> no, 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 no menthol. No menthol. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Damn, I feel bad for you now. Now, 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 now you're back to smoking again. Oh man. Well, no, I quit the cigarettes. I'm. I have a, a the jewel. Everyone's doing the jewel now, right? What is what is the, that? The, the big thing, and uh, it's a little electronic cigarette, and they come with different flavor nicotine. Oh, okay. You know, you get mango. You've got mango and cucumber and fruit punch and uh, all the all the uh, the. You know, I think that he, he even starts to touch on this in Shakespeare's Shitstorm. The kids are using them, and, and they're starting to put a ban on the flavors. Oh, man. So, you know. Uh, how about any... Little, with all the little kids and they're, they're smoking. Uh, how about any marijuana? Um, I am a proud card-carrying medical marijuana <laughs> member. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just, be, it, it just became legal in New York, too, right? Um, uh, in Manhattan. Manhattan, it yes, is yes. Decri- it is, yeah, it, they're not going to bother anyone in Manhattan. Um, I mean, it's looking like it's going to go that way. They, you know, we're kind of surrounded by it. You know, you've got, like, Massachusetts. And yeah. And I think New Jersey's even loosened up a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, not, not yet. It's, it's not, we're not there yet. But for me, I have, you know, I have my own struggles that I, I, I deal with. Um, mm-hmm. One of them being like PTSD. Wow. And I have an autoimmune disease. Um, I have, it's Hashimoto's. So in order for me to survive and to get through my day, um, especially with the Hashimoto's, it's, it's necessary, you know, with the inflammation in, in every organ in my body and muscle aches and things like that. The, the marijuana is a helpful uh, medication for me. Wow. Well, I never... So what it does... What the Hashimoto... What, what does it do? Hashimoto, you said, right? <laughs> Hashimoto's Hashimoto is autoimmune thyroiditis. Ah, okay, yeah? okay. And it... So I, I think what, like, um, the, the, one of the Hadid, she's, she's been talking with Gigi Hadid, and there's a few other celebrities out there trying to bring more, more awareness to it. But uh, my thyroid, it, the, the cells, they attack my body. Yeah. And so my body feels like it's constantly under attack. Um, you know, I get fatigue, I get serious brain fog, and I take replacement hormones for mm-hmm. my thyroid, so mm-hmm. my body will function normal. Okay. But it's, it's not enough. There's the, you got. I've got to watch my limits and on what I do for the day. You know, I think in the the uh, chronic illness type of uh, community, they they refer to it as spoonies. So you for a day you get so many spoons. Yeah. And if you do a little task, say you 
you talk on the phone or, or you clean your house, you give away one of your spoons and sometimes you run out. You don't have enough spoons to do the next task. So you need to, I need to be mindful of, of where I'm putting my energy mm. and uh, take advantage of it when I do have it. Mm. Wow. So, my God, you overcome a lot of obstacles at such an early age, too. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm I'm up against it, and uh, you know, every every which way I turn, it's it's always something else. But yeah. uh, you know, I keep I keep powering through and yeah. finding finding myself in the process. Wow. So in a way, like right now, you can say you're pretty much your high now is being in the entertainment field and just you know doing what you're doing now involved with trauma. Yes, it's it's brought it's pulled me out of. You know, I was I went undiagnosed with my, my Hashimoto's for uh, over ten years. I was having difficulty and, and you know in bed and sad and not knowing you know what's wrong with me and no one's yeah. listening to me. I think that was kind of the biggest problem is no one was willing to to believe me, understand that there was something wrong. And yeah. uh, the the joy that I was finding while I was down and in bed was learning about trauma. Yeah, and, and studying up on that after just discovering it, and so I just put um, all my energy into, into watching Shoma films and learning about the company and and, and you know talking with the other fans, um, you know even the, even the conventions there was um, you know Monster Mania and New Jersey Horicon and and I would go to some of these events and and just see the love that everyone had and the passion they had for you know Toxie and their the uh, the monster hero and, and it it brought brought a little spark in my life and uh, I'm so grateful for it you know I really am the yeah. trauma's kind of been a lifesaver for me yeah um, what was it like meeting Lloyd talking to Lloyd he's such an amazing guy and so knowledgeable um what was your interaction with Lloyd and how you felt when you first met him oh goodness it was it was wild because he's a, he's a character, right? <laughs> yes. And I didn't know what to expect. I was I had no clue. Yeah. And, and I walk up, and he's he's very charming, and he's very personable, and he interacts with his fans, you know, for a long time. He'll talk with everybody. Yeah. Um. It, it's wonderful. So, you know, to have conversations about he wanted to know about you know my city and, and what I'm doing and who I know and telling jokes. He he really just puts you at ease. You know, you're having a conversation. You're like, here's this guy. He owns, you know, or he owns, he's president of Trauma Entertainment, and people, people love his his art, and and they appreciate um, the person, and and he's just really down to earth. He really just is one with the people. He gets it. You know, he's intelligent, and and that made me want to, you know, be involved even more. You know, to learn more about what what is this group, what is Shoma, what, and and a lot of that has to do with with Lloyd, you know, mm -hmm. and his interactions with with the um, with the horror community, with the, with the independent film community. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's willingly like from the second you meet him, ready to share his experiences with with uh, entertainment and and the knowledge that he has from it, and how you know. He has the books how to make your own damn movie how to produce your own damn movie the, the whole series and he, he tells you how to do it all you mm -hmm. know so you can you can go and make your own art 
And that's that's a lovely gift that he so freely gives to everyone. And, and it works. It really does work. As you can see, there's so many um, other great artists and filmmakers who have come from the loins of Lloyd Kaufman. You know, we have James Gunn and, and, and Trent Haga and, um, you know, the other, other uh, um, let's see, goodness, there's so many. You've got Marissa yeah. Tomei got her start there and Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. So they... He's a, he's a great teacher, and yeah. uh, when you meet him, it it, it, it shows right away. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if you ever get an opportunity to see him at a at a con, um, at a convention or a screening, definitely go up to him and and, and start a, start a conversation if you have questions because um, he, he you know he signs for free, yeah. he takes pictures for free, very accessible. Yeah. And, and, and with with his you know he's Yale educated man he has all kinds of uh, all kinds of knowledge and he just so helpful to everyone. Yeah. So far, um, in your life, Vada, what's been your most memorable moment? Oh my, that's a tough question. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to think. That's a that's a thinker right there. Um, oh goodness. Anything I like mean, if, if, anything stands out as of I, yet in your life that? Oh wow! I mean, this could get deep. This could be like a crazy deep. It's okay. You Did, know, it's okay. Um, I would have to, you know, this gets wild. Remember back when we were talking about high school and yeah. being bullied and all those things? I think one of the most defining moments in my life was, you know, I, I had just been outed mm-hmm. um, as a lesbian, you know, in 19, was it 1998, 99, around there? Okay. And when it, it wasn't really, um, it wasn't as well liked as it is now. People kind of really hated you yeah. for it. Um, and, and see, Columbine happened that year. Mm-hmm. So what happened was somebody had taken um, the liberty of going to the media, the news media, mm-hmm. and saying, here's a list of, of all the things that the weird people, the weird kid in school is going to look like. Here's what they're going to act like. And they're going to be the next one. They're going to be the next shooter. So be careful. Mm-hmm. And because I was the outcast, I was the new kid, I was the freak, um, some, you know, I was getting picked on all the time for being a a lesbian, Um, some jerky kids decided that that it would be funny or mean or whatever to make um, a pretend hit list. Oh my God. And then pass it around school and claim that I wrote it. (sighs) So, you know, this is, this is not long after Columbine. Right. Oh, sure. So that that really the school flipped out, and of course they interviewed everybody, um, and they found nothing. Of course, I mean I wouldn't even joke about something like that at that time. It was so fresh and new and scary, and nobody knew what was happening. Um, they asked me to not come back to the school. I lost my education over being gay, um, over some jerky kids out in Colorado. Um, because of the media, oh. it's it was a terrible experience. That was definitely definitely made me see the world differently. You know, they I, they asked me not to come back, and and I, uh, you know, I, I made it made me feel unwanted, and, and 
it really sh- kind of showed me the the nature of how the world was going to work. Wow. And then you had, like, no proof for anything. That was just your word against their word, pretty much, right? Like, there was no way to prove. Yeah, you know, they, they were the... They were the football players. They were the, you know, and the school wasn't going. And I was dealing with them picking on me pretty regularly. Wow. Um, you know, slamming me into lockers, telling me I was ugly, you know, those types of things. Yeah. I, I had buzz cut my hair and, and wore the big crazy jinko pants. Um, so it was, it was, I was an easy target for them to just kind of say, oh, we want her out of here. Oh my God! And the weird lesbian girl, you know, and that—that's kind of the appeal with drama, right? So they've got Return to Newcomb High, the yeah. lesbian romances, and um, they deal with school bullying. Return to Return to Newcomb High, Volume Two, and, yeah. and Toxie. He was a little nerd. Everybody got picked on, and and you know he becomes this action hero. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, I guess I you know I can see how. Yeah, even even they even touched on the Columbine in uh, Citizen Toxie, right? They, yeah. they have the diaper mafia. <laughs> yeah. Trent Haggard he created that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> saying, you know, look at look at these these people. Who would shoot up a school? Well, you know, baby. That's something a baby would do. Yeah. You know, and very wow. the very you know that's the thing with trauma. They're very into the in the culture and, and into into hot topic issues. Yeah. Wow. Um, what is your personal model in life? Do you have like a personal model you go by? Mm. Let's see. I mean, to me, I always feel like I, I need to live like there won't be another day. You mm-hmm. know? Live it like... Take advantage... Yeah, take advantage yeah. Of, of the fact that you're breathing now, you're living now, you you have you have this big wide world at your fingertips. Um, you know. Grab it. Grab it by the balls. Do something, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um oh, um what what um comments you get like from family and friends knowing you're involved in like trauma and entertainment? Do they appreciate it? They love it, they hate it? What? This is the first time in my life, um, that, that my family has kind of been like, oh, okay, we get it now. You're kind of weird, but there's a place for you. And now they don't, they don't harass me so much about, um, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? (laughs) You know, (laughs) um, I was getting that a lot, you know, uh, you know, what, why are you so weird? Why are you into these weird movies? There's now an explanation, and there's a whole community of people uh, um, with me, you know, mm-hmm. that, that are just as weird as me, that, that are just as into odd things as me. And I think that now they're supportive. Now they're like, oh, we get it. Yeah. Um, if you couldn't be involved in the entertainment field, what other field you would be involved in? Oh my. Well, I mean, goodness, in a in a world, in a world <laughs> where I could do whatever I wanted, yeah. and it was endless supply of money, 
and time and creativity and support. I mean, wouldn't the dream, wouldn't that dream be like to do, uh, you know, do, do, do it all, do the musicals, do the Broadway, do uh, movies, do television, produce, direct, so yeah. I, I'm just do it all. Yeah. I want it all, and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, like, if you wasn't involved in the entertainment you know, field, you will find some kind of, like, backstage role to be involved in it somehow, right? Like you said, directing or something, producing or whatnot, you know? I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I I found an opportunity to get in with acting. Because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s, right? So mm-hmm. realistically, to try and jump in, and, and you know, with my thyroid, thyroid issue and... And, and I'm loud and weird. Like to fit into that mold of being the proper actress just seems unreasonable, right? Mm-hmm. But I have this opportunity with Troma, um, with the Shakespeare Shitstorm film to act, and I love it. So I jumped on it. Yeah. But learning the behind the scenes stuff is is more what I felt would be appropriate for me at this stage in my life than trying to be this glamorous young actor person. Yeah. Um, you know, but I did on, on the set. I, I did work with the art department before we started filming. Um, I, I was observing um, some of the editing. I, I did have the opportunity to watch, you know, the director and the director of photography do their work. I mean, wow, to get behind the, the camera like that and to, and to create this vision and bring it to life is, is amazing. And what a talent, right? Yeah. You know, it, it would be wonderful to, to, to hone in on those, on those skills and, and, uh, and be able to bring it to life. Yeah. But we'll see where the cards lie. But, you know, in this business, you have to, if you have an in somewhere, if you have an in, you know, my first job on the set, of Shakespeare Shitstorm was I was shit wiper, you know, shit wiper number one, you know, that they, they're <laughs> dumping gallons of this, you know, pretend fake whale fecal bloom all over actors. Uh, and we, they did their run and they, I was there, I was living in the, the production house and they needed a shit wiper, somebody to get the poop out of their eyes. That's, that was my first big job on Shakespeare Shitstorm, right? Like, the day before, I think, um, principal photography started. Mm-hmm. And you just, you get in where you can, and you do what you can, and you, you learn what you can. Yeah, you're right. Um, in your opinion, what are, the, what are your thoughts on, like, the Me Too movement and, you know, a lot of things happening behind the scenes with women and men of power? Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, boy. I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on that. <laughs> Um, I have I have plenty of thoughts on that. I have um, let's see. I mean, they they are touching on this this Me Too movement um, in Shakespeare's Shitstorm. They yeah. they do they do touch. You know, everything's um, really hot right now, right? All these topics. Yeah. But for for me, um, you know, I, there was I I did some modeling right in my young days. Yeah. Um, runway work for a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was let's see, I don't know, like two thousand three or four or something. Mm-hmm. 
And I was taking a lot of photographs. I was young and thin and blonde, and, and I had an opportunity to go out uh, and be in this show. And I, I, I grabbed a bodyguard friend of mine. I said, come on, we're going to Beverly Hills. We're doing uh, L.A. Fashion Week. And, and some things went down. Oh, wow. Um, and that man mm-hmm. is now in prison for life. Holy shit. And he was the designer for the stars, right? He, mm-hmm. he had created outfits for, you know, I, I don't want to drop names, but pretty well-known people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was a, a high-profile case, so it was pretty scary. Um, and, and I had come forward because I had heard that he had uh, been abusing and drugging underage girls. Oh my God! And that's I, I I felt that I was strong enough to come forward and help them because I, you know, when you get into a trial, things get kind of crazy and then yeah. they can get confusing and scary. So you know, and I'm glad I did come forward and I'm glad I did tell my story. Because um, he's he he was sentenced to to life. You know, he's never he's never getting out because he took advantage of his position um, and the fact that there were there were young underage girls around, you know, and everyone wants to talk about, um, you know, the media and this and that. You know, I had I had had requests for interviews with 2020, and some of the girls chose to do that. I did not. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't want to be known as the the rape girl, you know, for the rest of my life, and I just kind of let that you know, let that justice be served and, and go on with my life. But I can see now how talking about it, how discussing what happened is helpful for others. As, as you see, so many other people had come forward and discussed their experiences and how, how, how scary it is out there, you know, being, being a woman. You wow. really got you to gotta be vigilant and um, proactive. Wow. You know, and part of yeah, part of being proactive is is discussing it. You know, it has to be done. And, and I don't think I don't think us as a culture we're we're uh, we're living up to to that end. Oh. This guy's now in jail. You said right? Yeah, in prison. He's prison? in prison. Prison. Oh wow! Wow, man, you had a mm-hmm. rough freaking life. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I drank a lot. <laughs> I to deal with it. That was the only way to go, but oh boy, did I did I like the booze. <laughs> um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to give you some fun questions now. Um, what is your favorite food? Yay! Food and fun. Let's go. This is what, what I'm here for. <laughs> yep. What what's your favorite um, food? A particular fa- dish that you like or cultural dish or whatnot? Oh my goodness. I'm really an addict for the for the the, the gyros, right? Yeah. With the, oh, <laughs> the tzatziki to sauce. Yep. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh! I want to pour tzatziki sauce all over myself and just drown in it. So <laughs> oh man! How about on um, pizza? Five dollars. <laughs> oh, I love pizza. Pizza for everyone, all yeah. day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. 
what about you? Any f- particular favorite drinks that you like? Doesn't have you know not not alcohol. I mean, but like you know any like I don't know, like you know like a virgin pina colada or something or I don't know like any type. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love coffee, right? But uh, you know what I drink now when what? I feel you know because you miss having that social interaction. I'm on the Lacroix. Right? It's kind of bubbly. If you get like the pear, it kind of tastes similar to like a pear vodka. Uh-huh. I used to drink a lot of. So <laughs> I'll have one every once in a while, and it's it's like my own little uh, my little treat. Oh, nice, nice. Um, what's your favorite um favorite comedy movie? Do you have a favorite? Oh wow, um, goodness, it's hard to narrow that down. Yeah. Do you have I, mean, a... I love, you know, I love Adam Sandler, right? He's hilarious. Yeah. I love Sandler's films. You know, that's what I grew up watching. Yeah. Um, the, the, the trauma movies are great. You know, everyone thinks of them as horror films, but they're really, the, it's more, you know, more in the comedy. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so, you know, Tromeo and Juliet is is great. It's hilarious. You know, there's been this love story, but the, the acting and it's superb. You know, it was well written, obviously. You know, there's a great writer on that. So, that's going to be, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, funny, funny things in that. Yeah. Um, if you've been to a Broadway show, what's um, any particular Broadway shows that you're fond of, if you've been to one? Oh, yeah. Um. So I, I've seen We Will Rock You, the Queen musical. Oh, okay. I saw that at least 10 times. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope you got lottery seats so you paid up front for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was friends of mine. You know, they work in the production. Ah, so okay. It made it a little easier to, to, uh, to see the show. You know? Wow. Good to have friends in high places. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful the production i mean it was just the songs the yeah. choreography the cast they're just delightful just delightful wow awesome awesome um and, and what's your what's your favorite horror movie Ooh, this is a tough question um because i'm just learning right more about horror yeah um I came in, I'm more on the comedy end, um, you know, it's what I've been a fan of growing up, and, and now trauma, I'm getting exposed to this, this whole new horror world, and I love learning about it. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. Even the classics, there's like, you know, my favorite is, of, of course, it's Halloween, I love Friday the 13th, there's a lot of good... Yep, yep, yep. Horror movies um, You know, in recent... Let's see. What's his name? Um, I like, I mean, I'm kind of into the genre stuff, right? If you call the genre horror. The, ho- the horror so genre, yes. Like, um, okay. Yeah, something like 68 Kill, you know, where it's great, or Cheap Thrills or something, you know, where it's kind of crazy and wild. And yeah. Gross. Definitely that. Oh. Um, what's a typical day like for... Vada Callisto. What's a typical day like for you? Oh, well, let's see. Definitely involves waking up and um, well, first thing I have to do. I already talked about my hor- my hormones um, <laughs> yeah. for the thyroid thing. So I can't eat or drink for like an hour. Oh wow! After I take that, so I just kind of spend that time 
tracking, you know, social media and, you know, waiting till the countdown stops uh, um, of not being able to eat anything until I can have my first cup of delicious coffee. (laughs) And then I enjoy uh, waking my brain up for a while. And uh, I don't know, I like to... I like to watch, you know, the, the television programs. I, 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 I do the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I watch the old stuff, you know, like Frasier and uh, Dexter. Yeah. Uh, Weeds. Weeds. Weeds was a great show. I watched that over and over again. Yes. Um, I try, I like to check on the social media and keep in contact with other artists yeah. and see what they're doing and what their what their lives are what their lives are up to and look for inspiration where I can. I have um, my own variety show. It's called Blanket Fort. Oh, tell me about um, it. Yeah, yeah, it's blanketfortlife.com um, is the where you can find all the information about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me and my monkey pal. He's a cartoon monkey. His name is Douche. <laughs> <laughs> we are co-creators. And yeah. we, uh, you know, we did this, uh, it's like a half hour, half hour little wacky adventure comedy ride that we put together. So I spend my time trying to find inspiration and, and um, put that out there. You can find it on, on Amazon, Prime Video, on Kodi, um, Roku. It's all iTunes, I think we're on. Um, in the UK, um, I think somebody said they saw us in Germany. And yeah. we're all, you know, oh. Canada, you can, yeah. It's oh. pretty wild. It's definitely, it's wacky. And, it, you know, fast, <laughs> fast cuts nice. and... Okay. And um, my final question for you is what would the Vada of today tell the Vada of yesterday? I'm sorry, you broke up there randomly. Would you be able to repeat that? Sure. Um, my final question for you is what would the Vada of today tell the Vada of yesterday? Oh. Uh, this is where I'm going to get weird. and Everyone's going to think I'm weird and deep. I'm supposed to be funny right I'm no, just funny. no no you're just being um, honest you're being you so <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it's deep it's deep you know it's you it's you um the the thought of me like now would definitely be telling um the one years ago is uh, to not date an alcoholic and let them they will make you believe that you are ruining your life um and really it's them they were, you know, made me feel bad and, and making me not be able to um, believe in myself to go chase my dreams. Yeah. And I was getting sucked into their world and their drama and not being able to focus on myself. So, you know, just no matter how cute they are, no matter how good looking yeah. or how talented they are, um, don't let somebody's darkness overtake your life and drag you down with them. Yeah. Because you, you won't be able to... Uh, you won't be able to uh, see that road for yourself ahead and, and follow follow that bright and shining life that you need to do. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing, Vada. Vada, you know, you've been talking to you now almost for an hour. You've been through a lot of stuff and you've been through a lot of struggles. But the best part about talking to you and just other people that will hear this is that, 
you know, anything is possible, no matter what you've been through in life, no matter what trauma you have, you know, you could always achieve your dreams and you could always strive to, you know, be the best in whatever you do. So a lot of props to you and, you know, I wish you the best in your future success. Thank you so much. Yeah, the, the world is endless and every day you can wake up and, and, and there's a surprise there for you. You never know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Every uh, you know, every time you wake up, it's a it's a new victory. You're alive, you're awake, and no matter the mistakes and hurt you did on other people or other people did on you, you know, the next day always gives you a chance to do something more. So I think everybody you won't know unless you unless you're there for yeah. it. You got to be there for it. You yeah. have to be there. Yeah, Vada, thank you so much, Vada Calisto, not Castillo, Calisto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about Thank that. You so much. <laughs> no problem. It, it was a pleasure to to have a chat with you today. No, no problem. Unplug um, your. I forgot. Unplug um, your social media. Plug any upcoming things you have coming up. Um, Facebook, Twitter, whatnot. I'm Betty Callisto on all social media. So you find me on Twitter. Follow me on. Go right now while you're listening. Go to Twitter. <laughs> go to Instagram. Go to um, Facebook and add me. It's at Vada Callisto, V-A-D-A-C-A-L-L-I-S-T-O. And I'll follow you back and we can talk about whatever you want. Yeah. I love it. Let's be friends. You say Veda, I say Vada, you know, and um, you're awesome. And um, look forward to seeing you online and on streams. Uh, oh, wait, Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Yes, yes. Follow the, ha- follow, follow, <laughs> follow the hashtag. This is my big movie. Guys. I know. This is my big movie I'm in. I'm playing pop. Yep. Please follow the hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm on all social media. Follow Troma Team. Yes. Go and be part of the, the, the experience. It's, yes. it's going to speak to you. And uh, I hope I hope you'll let me know what you think of it when it comes out early 2019. Yes, early 20. So like sometime in January, February, or a little bit in the summertime? or That's what it's looking like. Our editor, Sebi, he's wonderful. He's doing great work with it. So we're hoping he gets it done soon. Sebi, we want to see it. Do your magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Vada, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.